Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news. By people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime. We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find Anchor Persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? No. But will you be informed? Also no. Anchor Persons, the only news podcast hosted by persons. Subscribe today. I resigned my brosé presidency. There we go. That's... Well, yeah, I mean, you don't have to be drastic like that. You're going to cause upheaval in uh, in our demo- in our democracy here at Brose if you just step down like that. I mean, who, who's kidding? I'm, I'm never stepping down. President forever. Never going to resign. Now, now, we have the, now we have the opposite problem. Yeah. <laughs> now we have a lunatic monarch. Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from the latest Nintendo Switch Direct, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. That could be like the whatever. The I, I, I didn't have anything snappy for it. I wasn't ready for Nintendo. I thought you were going to say I was still on your couch. No, 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 no. I I was trying to change it up a little bit, and that was the last thing we were talking about. So I was like, yeah, let's just throw a Switch reference in there. But I missed no. it. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. Ooh, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> like just uh, couldn't be further away from yes, I was just like, no. <laughs> this bit is over. No, but. <laughs> Welcome. To the award-winning Brose podcast, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, as always, the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a crisp, delicious glass of rosé. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Please send us anything you have. It can be serious. It can be silly. It could be ridiculous. Uh, it could be uh, asking Tim to do something hilarious on screen for some reason, even though you can't see it. it's an audio medium right now. Uh, but maybe you just want the visceral thrill of knowing that while Tim is, is coming up with these hilarious comments and quips and and, uh, and responses to your questions, he's also juggling steak knives or something. I don't know. Maybe if, if you want him to do that, though. Questions at gmail.com is the only way you can make that happen. I can't juggle. You better learn for the next episode because I just put an edict out to everybody who listens to the show to start getting you to juggle uh, just preposterously dangerous items. Right, bro. So uh, speaking of which, then, Tim, uh, let's start with you because the next segment of our show, of course, is where we talk about what we're drinking this evening. And I'd like to hear a little bit about what you are consuming and imbibing in this fine evening. I am drinking Children's Vineyards 3 Rosé. 
something something about the rich guy who made this place loves the number three yada yada race car yada yada serve chilled uh so there is pretty much no flavor whatsoever when yada, you first open this bottle it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, something about a race car in here number three car owned by richard childress himself uh okay yeah i don't know something about a race car okay but uh yeah this flavor lacks there the, uh, this wine lacks flavor pretty much entirely when you first open it and now that it's warmed up a bit it um you have the ever so slight flavor of just cork which is not the flavor I want in my wine. <laughs> so I highly do not recommend. Wow. <laughs> the big old brose thumbs down. Got to be devastating for their future sales prospects. Not that anyone down there listens to us except for one guy who does not give a fuck. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Sancerre uh, 2020 wine. And it is, it's good. It tastes like cranberries. And I'm into it. That's what I wanted I wanted a nice fruity wine, and I got a nice fruity wine. And Rich, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Ronin, a uh, Bordeaux Rosé 2020 by Klinlet. Um, They don't have actual... Well, no, they do have tasting notes. It's all in French, so I'm not reading it. Um, Bonjour! (laughs) It is... It's fine. Um, It's it's nothing to uh, write home about. Uh, It is just... It's a rosé that I can see myself drinking on occasion, uh, but I would not look away. It's no huevos, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just, I can, I can drink it if it's there, but I prefer to drink something else if there's something better. I am actually drinking beer because I'm on the second uh, episode of celebrating my, my recent uh, day of birth and Tim's wife's recent uh, day of birth. Yay! Uh, so I am drinking a Yards Summer Crush uh, over the the pandemic. I, 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 I drank Yards before, but I really got into Yards beer over the pandemic. Uh, and uh, this is my latest foray into it is the Summer Crush uh, citrus wheat beer. Quite good. Uh, very crisp and refreshing. Great for uh, we've, we've taken this down to the beach with us a couple of times this summer. Uh, perfect for a beach afternoon. Uh, I would highly recend it's an ale brewed with orange and lime and it is uh it's it's very crisp and refreshing that's the best thing I can say about it so as a summer drink you think you would think that yards is crushing it then I would in fact say as far as summer drinks uh you could you could do no better than this particular yard <laughs> I'm just gonna wait until. <laughs> Nope. No one laughs because it's not a good joke. Sean, what's uh, our first question? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> our first question. That's a great question. It is uh, submitted by Snake. Do you like the beach? <laughs> <laughs> I do like the beach. I'm not. I'm not uh, a huge. I won't spend like hours in the ocean or anything like that. But I. I, I find. There is nothing more idyllic for me than just like getting on the beach, putting out the beach chair, uh, and, and breaking out a book and having a beer. Uh, I, 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 I love that. It's, it's sort of like the ultimate. There's nothing that can get to me. I usually have my phone away from me. I'll put it in my my backpack or something, um, and I'll just sit there with a with a beer and a book, and it's a great afternoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I am. I'm with you on that, Matt. I. I I enjoy the beach. I most it's the smells of the beach and like the, the the breeze and everything just feels great. I don't actually have to get on the beach to enjoy my time at the beach. 
but um, I do. I if if I were to actually go on the sand, like it's not often, like like you said, it's not often I go into the water. But I'll just sit there and hang out and talk and listen to music and maybe sleep as long as there's a, a um, shade over me though, because I hate the sun. Uh, I, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll get my head. Yeah, I'll get my head in like under the water once to be like I did it, and then like the rest of the day I'll just dry out with the mm-hmm. water. The, the sun dry me, dry me out a little bit. But uh, my wife and my brother both have like just incredible uh, aquatic endurance uh, when it comes to the ocean, and like I don't know. I, get, I, I I'm out there for a couple minutes, and I'm like, okay, we're good now. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, do you like the beach? I I like the beach in much the same way that you do, Matt, in that it's. Like I'll go in the wa- I'll go in the water as, as if to fulfill some sort of uh, unwritten rule that you need just need to go into the o- if you're at the ocean you need to go into it at least once. So I'll go it's into there. it. Yeah, it's there. I go into it, but I I much prefer just like reading and relaxing on the beach, and because you have the nice like natural white noise of the waves as they crash into the shore. It's so nice. It is. It's purely you can't fuck with me time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I, I can't agree more. Tim, what about you? I'm kind of ambivalent about it, honestly. I, I don't really... It's not like, uh, the beach, but it's also not like, yeah, the beach! Um, like, uh, it, for me, the beach is kind of symbolic of usually going with a group of friends, and I'm more excited and interested mm-hmm. in being with that group of friends regardless of what we do so whether i'm actually on the beach having a brew and enjoying some great conversation or say sitting on a balcony at the spinnaker not actually on the beach also a great time where for me. <laughs> uh, just just someplace don't worry about it yeah yeah uh but yeah like you, you have to go in the water it's an unwritten regulation like must enter water at least once um just and honestly make that's sure. Just make sure you don't have your phone or wallet with you when you do it, Tim. Listen, it doesn't matter. It'll be fine. <laughs> right. I, I don't even know why you bring that up. Only a moron would walk into the ocean several times with their with their phone on them. No, I only walked in once. The other time I jumped in because oh. it was off of a boat. There we go. <laughs> Besides yeah. the point. Couple of um, uh, couple of Tim's phones have met a watery grave uh, as a result yeah, of some yeah. of his behavior at the beach or on the lake. <laughs> they they were pretty salty about it. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, it's more about the environment and hanging out with the people. Like going into the water, I just enjoy the feel of being wet uh, like that. But don't look at me like that. <laughs> wet. <laughs> Moist. Uh, and like the process of drying off, I I just enjoy that feeling. Uh, whereas like actually being in the water, I I get bored very quickly, and I'm like, why am I in the water? <laughs> <laughs> I why am I here? Like, that's honestly why I don't like going swimming because unless I'm like doing a race or playing a game or doing laps for exercise, I'm just bored. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. similar for the beach. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what do we got next? We have next, what TV show did you last binge? Fruits Basket. I've kind of always wanted to watch it, but never have. Yeah, Martha started watching it, and I was just like, yeah, I don't really care. And then I started watching a couple episodes, and it was actually quite good and relatively compelling. 
Apparently there was a an original one a couple years ago that was only one season and then they like restarted the story and did it again and mm-hmm. it's three seasons but it was a uh, it was a pretty good story. Yeah. Nice. I uh I I watched through um the original iCarly and Drake and Josh for the past like month and a half or so. Nice. And how was it? Also, I, I'm assuming part of it was uh, iCarly's having a reboot of some sort. Is that why? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I, I am not getting any more streaming services, so I will probably never watch the new iCarly because that's on Paramount Plus. Um, but no, I just I've been in a slightly aggressive uh, mindset, and I wanted to go back to my childhood, and those were available on Netflix and and and, and Hulu, so I watched them, um, and I like iCarly and Nickelodeon shows in general, but iCarly kind of a quality show. Like <laughs> I, 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 I was beyond the age where I should have watched it in high, like when it came out originally and I still watched it and enjoyed it. And even now I'm just like, this is, this is not a terrible show. This is a decent show. Um, and yeah, yeah, they're, they're still good. I, I enjoyed them. A few, few, few instances that actually did make me laugh out loud. I liked it. How about you, Sean? Um, I rewatched. I think you should leave. It's mm. a sketch show from Tim Robinson. It's so good. It's just un. It's just incredibly uncomfortable. It is <laughs> so. This is it's a it's a TV show that if you want to know what my sense of humor is, it's exactly this. <laughs> like it's it's just nail yeah. on the head bullseye dead center i think you should leave is what i think is funny (laughs) there is a twitter account uh at nba leave and it's just references to current like games going on in the nba but using i think you should leave memes to describe (laughs) them where it's like uh like adam silver says something about uh how you know he's he's concerned about you know Adam Silver compresses the league schedule so everybody has like a whole bunch of games and he says something about how, oh, well, you know, we're concerned about players resting too much and, and depriving people of TV uh, opportunities to see him on television or go to the games. And then somebody will respond with the like the hot dog guy. It was like, we're all trying to figure out the guy who did this. Uh, like, how could we possibly who who could have foreseen this? Happening? If only the commissioner had done something about it. Uh, that is my only we've watched like one episode of that before uh, my wife and I and uh, I, I liked it enough, but we didn't <laughs> she, she, she didn't get it. We, we didn't watch anymore after that. Yeah, but I, it's very it funny. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because I like Sean, I love your sense of humor and like watching what I have seen of it. I can see why you would love it. But at the same time, it's like it, it it's a it's a coin flip for me. It's either I thought that skit was hilarious or what the fuck was that? Set it on fire, please. <laughs> yep, that's how Mary feels about it, too. <laughs> a lot of uh, SNL alum on there, too. I know uh, Vanessa mm-hmm. Bayer was on the episode mm-hmm. that I saw. Um so, uh, all right, that's a good one. I don't know we've binged lately. The shows that we've been watching on a relatively consistent basis, uh, Mythic Quest on Apple TV, uh, we watched uh, a bit of it. There's no binging on that. It's a, that was a week in, week out thing. Because I'm just a sucker for anything Rob McElhaney does at this point. Uh, so, uh, as far as binging, 
Oh, I don't know. Uh, probably The Circle when it came out. Uh, the Netflix reality show uh, in April. And that only, that came out with a new ep- slate of episodes. It came out with like three episodes every week for about a month. And we would just watch all three that were available. That's probably the closest that we've come. That's like mm-hmm. the, the, the trashiest show that I will routinely watch is The Circle. Uh, it is it is the one reality show where I'm like, I know this is garbage, but I also fucking love it like it's 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 it's, that is the the guiltiest of pleasures for me is that show um yeah has has there ever been a show for you guys that you accidentally binged an entire season without like even thinking about it or realizing it rutherford falls i forgot about that we we binge watched the first season of rutherford falls uh with ed helms uh and uh the the new michael short sitcom is Mm -hmm. on peacock and uh, we we binge watched that. It was it was quite funny, very very good. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one that we weren't sure we were. We watched like one episode. We're like, oh, this is pretty good. And then the whole week went by. We we're like, oh, that's all of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as Richie's follow up question, is there ever a show that you just like accidentally binged all of it? I mean, I can rattle off like fifteen <laughs> anime that I've done that with. It's it's just the nature of the beast yeah. of a one season anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it was uh, that show Blown Away on Netflix. That, that, oh, I that, love it. Yeah, that glass-blowing oh, uh, reality yeah. show. It's so good. Mary and I did that, too. We just like happened to watch like a couple episodes, and then we were done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also, uh, if you have HBO Max, they have one all about clay and like spinning on a wheel and making pottery and stuff, and it's, it's very funny. <laughs> it's very uh, good. I'll have to check that out. Whenever I binge anything on HBO Max, it tends to be uh, top gear. Sure. So what do we got next? Our next question. What are your hobbies and how did you get into them? Being a nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how did you get into that? Because my dad is a nerd. Genetics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um, I genuinely, I, I, I'm almost, I picked up the guitar through a combination of my uncle having a vantage guitar that he wasn't playing anymore and my recent viewing of the movie School of Rock. That was it. Mm-hmm. It was my brother and I both were like, holy. Like, we both liked rock music at the time. And then we saw that movie like, oh, boy, we should learn to do this. And <laughs> uh, and then we did. Uh, so my, my brother uh, got a, a, a one of the, the basic like Fender Stratocaster. Uh, and I got the vantage from my uncle and, uh, it was, that was, that was when we started. So that was one that's, it was just sort of the timing worked out. I was, I was like 13 or 14 at the time. My brother was nine or 10. So, uh, so the timing was just perfect for all of that, that confluence of events to come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, video games and nerd things like that. And it's, I was very sheltered as a kid and just really followed everything my brother did. And my brother did video games and nerd stuff, so I wanted to be just like him. And so I started doing all that stuff. And like later on in life, I'm like, man, some of the things he does kind of sucks. And I got into more things like music and and sports and stuff afterwards. The video games was also my uncle because uh, my mother didn't want us having video games in the house. So, of course, my uncle gave us a Sega Genesis. Uh, and, uh, immediately ruined us. We're like, Oh my God, Sonic. Uh, so that was, that was my, my first foray into that. And then my dad got me into basketball and football and all that. He just was a sports guy growing up. Uh, he, he introduced me to football and basketball and baseball at a young age. 
and uh that was that was it. i was like well that's cool and then i could do that was something i could do with my dad as i could go on the weekends and shoot around at the basketball court with him so that was helpful nice. as well yeah sean what are your hobbies and how did you get into them well i started playing guitar around i think the same time you did matt like my parents just got me one for like a christmas present and i wasn't expecting it and so i taught myself how to play like four chords and then in college i got back into it again like more seriously when i figured out how to do bar chords and that was like that was kind of it and then now i still play to relax myself every so often and then i also do video games and stuff and that was just because all my friends were nerds when i was growing up so you gotta that's how i got into that and then frisbees uh it was youtube because i would watch like the i think i think it went like this like i went to the tetris world championships and i watched that and then i and then that made me watch the crokinole world championships which is like breathtaking and just so riveting for such a boring game it is is crokinole awesome it's this game where you like flick these little like tablets into a I don't know. It's very. Di- I don't. I honestly don't really know how it works, but I have think, watched. Think like small scale shuffleboard, except mm-hmm. your board is round and you're trying to get it into the center. So, like, if you get it in the center, the automatic. Kinda, but like it's a tabletop game. So, like, you get it in the center, you automatically get those points. But otherwise, it's like whoever has the most pieces in this area gets points for having more and so mm-hmm. you're like trying to flick the other guy's thing out and it's it looks super boring but you get sucked in yeah so i got real so i watched a bunch of those world championships and then uh youtube was like you'll probably like this other obscure thing and it was frisbees and so i watched that and i remembered one of my friends in college played disc golf and so i was like let's try it and i tried it and i loved it and now i play most a lot of the times. <laughs> nice. Tim, any of your nerd hobbies in particular uh, that you want to, to break down for us? Uh, video games. I mean, I said it was my dad, but honestly, my stepdad wasn't in the picture until I was already a nerd. So he just kind of helped me flourish. How about uh, your tinkering? Like, you're, you're, like you, you got into tinkering video game systems over the last year. You've always been mechanically minded as long as I've known you. When, when did that uh, come about? Uh that started relatively early there's a video of like my second or third birthday and i'd gotten some toy and like the camera pans right for like a minute or so because one of my brothers did something funny and then the video pans back to me and it is in pieces (laughs) and you just hear somebody yell at me i just kind of look at them and then i put it back together because it's not like i broke it and or like when like smash i took it apart and then i put it back together so that's kind of always just been there for whatever reason, just a genuine curiosity of how things work. Uh, video games, having a single parent household, having a cheap Sega where you can keep all three of your bo- annoying sons uh, entertained with one thing was uh, a cheap and good answer. So, and it was also the only time me and my brothers weren't like fighting each other or yelling at each other. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Okay. Nice. Nice. All right. I mean, this, everybody, you find it one way or the other. All mm-hmm. these. Yeah. Sean, what's next? Uh, where's the next place on your travel bucket list and why? I'd love to go somewhere else on the West Coast. 
I've always wanted to go to Seattle, and I've heard great things about Denver. So I think I, I, there's so much to do in the United States. Like I've done international travel before, and I'd love to do some more. Like Japan would be cool uh, to go to at some point. But there's so much that I haven't seen in the continental United States uh, that I feel like I'm missing out. So I, I will say, yeah, I'll say Denver. Mountains, uh, skiing, uh, not even related to the, the substances that you can get there now that are legal in that state versus others. Um, it's but really I, I've, nice. heard, I've heard it's really nice. You've been there before? Yeah, we went uh, during a road trip. That was one of our stops. Awesome. Uh, plus Martha has some family out that way. So yeah. Great. Yeah. Nice. I'd love to go out there. How about you guys? I'd uh feel like Vancouver would be one place I'd love to go check out. A lot of my favorite TV shows are filmed there. So I wouldn't mind just checking it out, checking out the city, seeing seeing all the sites of all of my favorite shows, plus just checking out the city. Um and Japan, of course. I feel like everyone wants to go to Japan even whether or not you're a nerd, you still want to go check out Japan. Um, this is the food, even. Yeah. And uh, um, England. Or London, primarily, but England in general. Meh. Nah, I like London. <laughs> it was, London's good. It's like cobblestone it New York. Ugh, it was I, fine. The, the, the furthest out of the United States I've ever been was Niagara Falls, Canada. So, like... Anything would be fantastic to me. Timmy, what's Uh, on your travel bucket list? Definitely Japan, but I think I'd probably go to Seoul in South Korea first. Uh, Just because I knew a bunch. I had a bunch of friends from high school that were from uh, South Korea. So kind of like seeing where some of that culture came from and also having talked to some people who have been to both. Uh apparently south korea is a little more welcoming and easier to get around uh compared to japan or compared to north korea <laughs> yes <laughs> uh whereas like japan it, i mean it, it's it's kind of its own place and yes there's a lot of things that you can go to and yes there's tourism but you're always going to be that like the you're they'll spot the american from a mile away <laughs> And there's then there's absolutely places where it's like you can't come in unless you're Japanese. And like I kind of understand it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, it's still kind of fucked up. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, it doesn't mean that you, it makes it any better when you're there. Correct. Even if you get it, it's like, oh, it still sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if, if I'm already going to a place where I know they're going to be like, yeah, not nah, you're not allowed in. I'm like, well, I'm just not going to fucking go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still going to go because I want to go to the Nintendo World. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does look good. It does look good. Once they sweep out all the COVID, then I, I would love to go there. Totes. Yeah. Sean? Sean? Well, this is a good question. I think, I think I'd like to go some places in the continental U.S. as well. Like, I, I have some family friends in California, and I'd like to visit them. They live, I think, in San Diego. And I'd like to go out, go out that way, see what it's like to have one season, you know. Um, but I don't know, I because I've been overseas and I don't really have that much of a of a desire to go back right now. So let's just see more of the U.S. because there's so much, like Matt said, there's so much here. You got to right. see some of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like you want to be like a like you know have that cosmopolitan like oh I'd love to go to France and you know, go to Paris or Provence or I'd like to go to you know somewhere else in in Asia like you, there's all sorts of places around the world but like th- there's a, enough diversity of culture here in the United States and like just like like South Dakota is a completely different area than Delaware you know like and like ohio is is different from new york and you know our, our friends greg and gene person over at the person to person show could probably tell you you know myriad differences between oregon and texas you know and that's just that's just in the same general area a couple hundred miles apart i'd love to to, to sort of diversify myself a little bit more that way yeah i mean if you just listen to their uh, their bit at the end about state up it, they'll tell you all about all the different states there you go. I don't know how much of it's true, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely say it. They do. Definitely say it. That they do. Uh, Sean, what do we got next? What's your favorite sleeping position? In a bed. <laughs> nice. Upside down from my newly grown tail. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. That tail it's, it's from my old you. tail. That's a possum. I sleep on my stomach, which is not great for my back, but it's the only way I'm consistently able to sleep. It's just like laying down flat on my stomach, head cocked one way or the other. Um, and uh, I don't know. That's just always the way I've slept uh, as far back as I can remember. Uh, I, I can't really do it on my back. Sometimes I can sleep on my side if I'm having like back problems or you know whatever. But uh, flat on my stomach is like the only way. How about you guys? I sleep in like the Superman position, like one arm, one arm up, one arm under my chin, and then like one leg up, mm-hmm. like I'm about to take off, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. And he, he's also going side to side on the bed and not top yeah. to bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I also go straight across. <laughs> Whoosh. It's very unfortunate Just to fuck for shit me. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I will, um, I, I, I used to uh sleep on my side like kind of cuddling a pillow but i've kind of stopped that for some reason i don't know why probably because chase now sleeps on the pillow that i used to cuddle uh and so i don't have a cuddle pillow anymore do you, chase should be your new cuddle pillow he That's doesn't how... he doesn't he doesn't like to be the little he doesn't like to cuddle at all that much he well, wants you're to the just, boss so like make him he wants <laughs> Duh. He wants to just lay on top of me and nibble on my fingers, and that's it. And that's not conducive for sleeping. No. Um, so instead, like, I'll sleep with uh, my back towards him, and he will lay down with his rear pressed up right up on my back. Uh, I thought you were going to say face. No, no. <laughs> right up on my back, facing out the window. Uh, that's generally... How I get that, or I will fall asleep just uh, flat on my back with my arms like either on my belly or just down by my side. Um, and that's because if I take my hands out of my blankets, Chase will think it's time to wake up and start jumping up all over me and licking my face and stuff. So I have to keep my hands under the blankets. Tim, what's your preferred sleeping position? Uh, I think mine's actually pretty close to what Sean was describing, although I normally describe it as, like, Captain Morgan laying on his stomach. You got, like, the one leg mm-hmm. up on that side that you're kind of favoring, but you're 
left arm is under the pillow and then your other arm is like on top of the pillow and just snuggling the shit out of that pillow yeah. uh, with the head cocked to the side. That's a much better description because I can, I can very clearly see what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, f- I found a stick man picture of it. Bottom arm under pillow, top arm supporting face. Mm. Top leg bent over in humping position for comfort. Bottom leg stretched out straight, chilling. Chilling. Just chilling. Yeah. yeah my, my arms move throughout the night. I usually have them like under my pillow. That's the other weird thing I'll have is I'll actually, my pillow is not horizontal. It's vertical and runs from like the top of the bed down under my, my head and my neck into like the center of my chest. And I'll have my hands underneath it. I have my I have to move my left hand. My my left arm's been bothering me over the last couple of weeks. So I have like it'll start here underneath the pillow, and then move down to my side, and then cock to an angle. Just whatever whatever can get me for the next thirty minutes of sleep. Uh, well, is the angle that I'll put it at. Um, but the vertical pillow is the weirdest thing I think about my sleeping position. And uh, so far, my wife has never mentioned it. I've been married for almost three years now, and not once has it been like. What the fuck are you doing with your pillow? <laughs> Mine will sometimes end up in like a diagonal position just because of how I'm clutching the pillow. It just shifts that way anyway. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if I'm having trouble sleeping, I, I end up more straight horizontal pin- pillow, just like f- laying straight. And for whatever reason, that's my alternate sleeping position, which is like, how does this work? Right. <laughs> uh, Sean, what is our next question? What's one thing that can instantly make your day better? My wife. My wife. My wife. Yeah, and like I'm not saying that to kiss ass because she's no longer sitting right next to me, so I don't need to. But like, there's just been so many days where I've had an absolute dumpster fire of a day. And she comes in, and sometimes when she tries to cheer me up, I'm just like, please stop. Just let me be mad. Please just go away. And then there's days where she's not even trying and she just does something adorable. And I'm like, thank you. Like, you didn't do that for me. That was just you being you and existing and being the love of my life. And thank you so much. That's huge, though. Like, is it, that, that's the point. Is, is it just like their presence and the nature of who they are as an individual is, is what brings you joy at times. Like, so I, that, that's... In the non-wife category, because I feel very, very similarly, like there are times when I just like I'm down in the dumps for like you know a couple hours, and then the moment I have like an interaction or a text message with my wife, I'm like, oh yeah, great, yeah, that's awesome. In the in the like things are gonna be fine, like it sort of smooths things over. In the non-wife category, uh, non-spouse category, music, um, a, a, a particular song. Uh, you know, an energetic song. I think uh, there's no particular artist. It's just if I'm feeling a particular, it's, it's weird. Uh, it, recently, I've been listening to the Smiths, which is not happy time music, but <laughs> uh, but there are a couple of very good Smith songs that I like a lot. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Even though this is like a, you know, sappy over you know, melodramatic song, like I like this song. So it, it's whoever I'm listening to at the time gets me uh, gets me going and it like sort of sets me back right. How about you, Rich? Um, random text messages from people I wasn't expecting to talk to, or just people in general, uh, like people reaching out to me in general, like will bring my mood instantly up because it's just like, wow, this person actually thought about me and texted me to 
just say hi or whatever. Um, yeah, that's 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 about it right now. Uh, at least what I can think of. It's just it, it's nice to like know that like somebody thought about me specifically and sent me specifically a text. I it just it brings me up. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And you, Sean? Um, I if somebody does like one of my chores for me, like if someone does the dishes and I don't ask them to, that'll immediately turn my that's like they'll turn my month around, honestly. <laughs> it's so nice. Like somebody doing yeah. something little like that and being like it's like, okay, I know you usually you do the dishes or you do the laundry, but I'm just gonna handle this just this one time. That'll makes my it makes my year. It's so nice. <laughs> nice man. I love it. I'm just gonna keep going incrementally larger. It makes my <laughs> I was, decade. I was, gonna, I was gonna say I, I was gonna say I should text Jake and tell him to do yeah. the dishes on the first of the month every month just to yeah. make your month. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It would if he did. Just, oh, just God, one I lawn mowing could make imagine. Sean's bicentennial. <laughs> uh anything else uh instantly brighten your day? No. I mean, probably, that I haven't thought of. Yeah, but nothing automatic. Yeah. As as weird as it is, a really good storm. Like, okay. a nice, heavy rainstorm, thunderstorm going through. I just, I've always loved storms. So just watching it come through, looking out my window, just watching the storm, and then it leaving, I'm just like, that was, that was a nice, like, half hour. Although it was like scary that my house might have fallen apart, it was a nice half hour. <laughs> Get a load of that nature. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what do we got next? What song always gets you out on the dance floor? Old time rock and roll. <laughs> it's a good song. It doesn't get me out on the dance floor, but it's a good song. Every single time, doesn't matter when, doesn't matter where, out on the dance floor. If I'm wearing sunglasses, they got to be on, even if we're inside. And if I'm wearing a tie, it's going on my head. <laughs> like, that that's the thing. And it they played it way too early at my own wedding. I was like, I can't not. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, 20 minutes in, Tin's already lost his tie. I hope you were saving this move for later. I was. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, Sean, what gets you out on the dance floor every time? Uh, every time we touch by Cascada. Oh, that's a good one. It's a great song. It is so good. It's so dancey. It's so upbeat, man. I freaking love it. We used to play that at uh my job in high school, which is at a uh, Swan's Pantry, the Goodwill of Food, and nothing was uh, was clashed more with the vibe of that store than <laughs> every time we touch came <laughs> over the the speakers of the grocery store. I was like what? I can't picture that at Swan's. Like that is breaking my brain a little bit. It was a mistake. I think they'd accidentally switched off of like the Christian worship music or something, and, and then put on Cascada <laughs> by accident. Uh, <laughs> in, instead of our God is an awesome God, every time we touch, do, 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 do. which is incidentally my pick is our God is an awesome God. <laughs> uh, Rich, what song gets you out of the dance floor all day, every day? Uh, I want it that way by Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just I, I I'm not much of a dancer, but when I go on the dance floor, I'm singing whatever songs are going on. And that song gets me on the dance floor to sing and serenade to anybody I can find while I'm on the dance floor. If only your cousin felt the same way. 
Yeah. What a buzzkill. What, he doesn't like it? Well, we tried to do it to him at his wedding. He's just like, no. Really? I don't. Like, just wouldn't come I, out to the dance floor. I'm like, fuck you, Vince. Oh. Mm. I do remember all of us on the dance floor for that song at his wedding. I don't remember him being a buzzkill. But, I mean, it's Vince, so I, I'm used to it. Vince only goes out for fits in the tantrums. <laughs> only fits in the tantrums. Uh, Otherwise, think... he throws the tantrums. Ah, yeah. And has fits. With his uncle fit. Yeah, there we go. See? See? There we go. Now that's more like it. Um, I think the one that will always get me out there is Yeah by Usher. Okay. Every time. Mm. Yeah by Usher. Yeah. Uh, little John Luger. I just... Everything about that, that was like the perfect like high school dance song uh, mm-hmm. back back in the day. And just everything about it, it's like it's a perfectly crafted like club pop song. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love every bit of it. I love the Ludaverse. I love the little John shouting. I love the everything about it is like it's perfect for dancing and perfect for singing along to. And that will consistently get me out on the dance floor. No, that's such a good song. That's a great pick. It's yeah. an awesome song. Uh, so big. Yeah. Any other uh, dance anthems, dance hall anthems? I can't think of any right now. A lot of them. Yeah. It's not hard to get me on the dance floor. Just just go on TikTok, find one of those, like, every millennial will, like, or millennials try not to react to this, and it's just, like, 12 songs. Pick any 12. It's just the, um, what is it? There's a Cascade is one of them, so it's, like, (laughs) that's what made me think of it, and it's just all over TikTok. Who was the guy who there's so Lil John sold the beat for yeah to someone else? I don't know if it was Daddy Yankee, but someone there's another song that has that little like bell ringing thing. It's the same exact like uh, production as as yeah, and it came out like around the same time. Everybody's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the whisper song? It's not yeah. I, I, I Daddy Yankee's coming to mind for some reason. I think that's it, but maybe I'm I'm messing that up. Anyway, um, Sean, what's next? The penultimate question, how do you prioritize your work? Not well. <laughs> I mean, at my job, there's my, my day job, there's typically like a descending order of, of priority as far as like when when deals are set to mature, when they're out of compliance or something like that. So that it sort of sets it for me um, when it comes to like stuff around the house. Uh, it's usually what I can get my ass out of bed to do, uh, because once I'm at, once I once I get the first thing down, then the dominoes start falling, and I can get to the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I I will say either whatever's easiest or whatever I can accomplish quickly, because then I've sort of got something under my belt, and I feel like I'm 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 on the move as far as day to day chores and things. Yeah, I think it's it's really for me. It's you have to get those small victories in order to get the larger ones. So you get those little things like like doing the dishes, like get get the dishes done. All right, now I can clean the living room. All right, now I can do this. And then when it's at work, similar to Matt, it's just based on what the deadlines are. If whatever needs to get done, you know, when it needs to get done. Yeah. How about you, Tim? Oh, yeah, I was being a little sarcastic, obviously, when we started this question. Mm-hmm. Uh at work, it's a little uh, difficult sometimes because there's there's kind of the, or at least in my current position, there's kind of the, here are the long-standing deadlines and projects that you're working on. And there's a bunch of crap you need to do for those that clearly I can't do all right now. And then there's like, here's the daily stuff, and then here's the weekly stuff. 
And like some of it, it's like, yes, I can knock this all right out now and spend the next three days working on these things. But what am I missing? And on top of that, then I also constantly have fires to put out at work. So, um, yeah, try to go off on deadlines and get like small, quick victories, because otherwise, if you put off the small stuff, then they just stack up and then you have a million small things. Or it's like, well, now we don't need your help. And now it's just fucking broken because you didn't do it before. And it's like, well, it wasn't really my job to do it anyway. I was just going to help. <laughs> and you, Rich, how do you prioritize work? Uh, with my day job, it's uh, what do I have to do manually and what can I do while also playing video games? Um, because I have a set of tasks that like I run automated scripts on that just the computer does it that I just have to click activate basically. So I do the manual stuff first and then from 11 o'clock till I leave, I'm just running automated things and just making sure that nothing breaks, uh, and playing Mario golf or whatever during this, uh, uh, outside of work, it's whatever I see first. Like my uh, my living room table is a mess right now, so it's like tomorrow while I have nothing, while I'm like running those scripts, I'll clean up my dining room table or my living room table first, and then maybe I'll go in. Oh, I see, I need to do some dishes. I'll do some dishes. It's just whatever comes first to me. Hmm. All right, all right, all right. Sean, what do we got to wrap this bad boy up? This is it. Do you have a chore slash responsibility schedule at home? How do you manage your household tasks? So I'm a bit of a nut in that I usually put laundry on before I log on to work. Uh, I'll usually address the dishes in the laundry like one to two times a day. Uh, so I'll wake up, put laundry. I'll, I'll, I'll get my computer booted up while the computer is booting up, put the laundry on and do the dishes and all that. Uh, before I log on for work and then on my lunch break or after work, I'll, I'll put everything away. Uh, and then those are my, that's the biggest thing I do on a day to day on a week to week basis is, uh, or day to day is, is the laundry and the dishes and all that. And then Fridays I log off for the day and I go cook for the next couple hours and do our meal prep for the next week. And it's just, it sort of becomes a routine. Like I, I sort of established it during the pandemic. And as long as I'm working from home, I probably will do that. You know, just, you know, Fridays, log off, put on the radio, listen to freaking Mike Missinelli in the afternoon uh, and uh, and cook a whole bunch of, you know, lunches and dinners for the next week. That's it just mm-hmm. became part of the routine. What about you guys? No, but I need one. <laughs> All right. Because we it's just there are when you have a, a toddler, nothing is ever clean. Ever. It's just we'll clean up the living room. Like that's her like main play area. You'll clean it up. And then the next like five minutes later, it is just absolutely destroyed. So it's just, we need one just because there is so much to keep, to keep clean when there's a baby. (laughs) Babies are just very inconsiderate guys. (laughs) Well, I mean, she is your most annoying family member. You did say that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. We have the evidence to her face. <laughs> yeah, she didn't appreciate it, but no. you gotta, you gotta learn some way. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up. 
Tim, how do you prior, uh, not prioritize work? That was the last question. Uh, what's your what's your chore routine? Uh, I don't really have one. And as far as like schedule and balancing, it's relatively loose. We 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 tried to come up with a plan and like a these are my responsibilities, these are your responsibilities, and sometimes they don't always happen, uh, which can be frustrating to the other party. So name names. Know. Let's go. So air the laundry, spill the tea. I don't want to spill the tea. I, I want to drink exactly. it because this wine is terrible. <laughs> um, so it's it's just kind of like sometimes you need a reminder, like, "Hey, can you do the dishes, please?" Been there for three days, please. Uh, and then there's some stuff that it's just like I'll I'll knock out laundry, or it's just like, "Hey, this is the aspect of this chore I hate. Can you help me with that? This is the aspect aspect of that chore that you hate. I'll help you with that." And just trying to see what fits for both without putting all of the baggage on one person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's an evolving conversation, kind of, sort of. And you, Rich? Uh, yeah, I do it all. Um, uh, begrudgingly, because no one else really does anything. Uh, <laughs> and um, so then it ends up, things end up not getting done as often as they should because... I'm the only one cleaning up after three people. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, I, I managed a little by... louder, rich, like, like <laughs> maybe just, just hypothetically yeah. so that people on like the second floor of your, your home could hear this. <laughs> uh, um, I've been, I've been using, I've been eating off of and washing the same fork for every meal for three weeks because people have dishes in their room that they have not brought down and I don't have any clean forks. Um, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, so yeah, I, I end up just like, I, if, if same as like how I manage work, if I see that it needs to get done, I do it. Uh, right now I need to mow the lawn. It's been about two weeks. I can look out. It's been a, a, about 10. No. Yeah. Tomorrow it'll be two weeks. So like I, I look out my window and I'm like, all right, lawn needs to be mowed. Got to mow the lawn this weekend. I'm the only one who's going to do it. If 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 the kitchen needs to be cleaned, I look around. All right, it's been a while since the kitchen's been cleaned. I got to do it. Um, yeah, it's just with my current living situation, I don't really set up a schedule or a plan because there's a likely chance that it's just not going to follow through or someone's going to be in the way with that schedule anyway. So just when I see that I have the time and no one around, I'll do it. Any other thoughts on chores? They suck, man. Yeah. Totes. Anti-chore podcast here. On the, yeah, it's like we're fucking like teenagers. Like, man, <laughs> chores suck. Oh, man. My mom makes me clean my room. <laughs> By I mean, a house, they said. It'll be great, they said. <laughs> I, I guess my big take is it's it. I find it easier to try and do like small things as I go. So that it doesn't Agreed. turn into an insurmountable thing that I try to mm-hmm. avoid. Yep. So like yeah. as I see shit, I I try to do it. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like now it's not just oh I have to clean from cooking dinner tonight. It's oh I have to clean all the fucking dishes from the last forty eight hours. Or like oh well if I take out the re- like I I have to take out the recycling now. 
now I have to take out the recycling, the trash, and the bulk recycling for the cardboard. And that's like two trips, and that's just going to be annoying. Yeah. And just stuff like that. Well, it's like because me and my sister both work from home and our workstations are in my living room. Like, if she sees me cleaning, she automatically assumes, like, what, do you have someone coming over? It's like, no, the house is just a fucking mess, and it needs to be cleaned. And then I feel like I'm getting judged for cleaning, so then I feel bad for cleaning, and I stop cleaning. It's weird. Yeah. That's ass backwards. Yeah, Mm -hmm. trust me, I know. Bass backwards. Rich. Or that. Yeah. That's all. Just wanted to say. Okay. Good job. Thanks. Good job. Rachel. Good job, Rich. You're doing a great job. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks. That's it. I right, need. Sean? I need those affirmations. That's all. That's it. And that's all, man. That's it. And that's Anyone all. have a closing thought or a take? So I'll jump in there if no one else has one. Go so crazy. Get in there. So I'll rattle off a couple of he- uh, headlines that I've seen over a couple of recent ones, and then one that reminded that that I was reminded of based on these recent headlines here in uh, Kaz's corner. Uh, so, so you guys are probably aware of the some of the kerfuffle around the movie In the Heights, uh, the Lin Manuel Miranda movie uh, celebrating a particular uh, neighborhood of, of Latin Americans. Uh, CNN headline: Lin Manuel Miranda sorry that In the Heights quote unquote fell short on representing dark skinned Afro Latinos. Uh, this, of course, reminded me of a headline from a couple years ago. Uh, it was last year, actually, where from Forbes magazine, Disney blames Me Too for Lee Shang's absence in, from Mulan in new controversy. The controversy, you might be recall, was uh, that Disney removed the commanding character from Mulan uh, because they thought, hey, in the era of Me Too, it's not appropriate to have a commanding officer, have a relationship with a subordinate, uh, according to Disney. Uh, they they neglected the fact that Lee Shang became a bisexual icon uh, in <laughs> twenty years, and apparently this pissed off people because they were like, "You're you're erasing this bisexual icon." Uh, and then the one that really that 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 picked my interest was one from Insider Magazine. Um, Luca proves Disney's Pixar wasn't brave enough to fully commit to its first queer animated film. Now, my take is not going to be about any of these specific issues, but it is going to be sort of something broad here. Not every piece of media can be about everything all the time. Like, it just can't be about everything. There's more movies. There's going to be more movies other than In the Heights. There's going to be more movies than just Luca. There's going to be more movies than just Mulan that can, that, can, that can address different issues, different communities, different concerns, things like that. It can't be everything. Because, it, I, look, if you want to chew this up and spit this out as the opinion of token, uh, uh, you know, cis white male, that's perfectly fine. But my, in my mind, this is a shortcut to people saying, why bother making anything? Because Lin-Manuel Miranda in the Heights, it, as the outset, was considered to be this is bringing representation. This is introducing people to a whole slew of new uh, Latin Latino actors and actresses and, and writers and creators and everything like that. And the only thing that people are going to remember is, well, they didn't bring another a different sub community involved in it there's function for all of these and you can't not every piece of media is going to be about everything all the time that is that is my overall take is all that it is <laughs> here, here i th- i think you're right i think you you, you are welcome to i'm i'm open to other opinions but I've, I've read enough of these type of stories where i'm just like there's got there's more. You can make more movies. There's going to be another movie or a TV show that can that can do what you you think this one particular film is missing out on. Yeah, I think there is this like sect of people who are just looking to be offended by things, and it's like 
not not to say that there shouldn't be like an in the heights with more no. representation but like that can exist mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be in the, the in the heights that came out right it can be it's, you can have in the heights can be about just this particular community and then you can have I don't even know, like in the Heights too, or or whatever the parallel is that involves more representation of the Afro Latino community that that you think is 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 lacking from in the Heights or a completely different sect. You could you could have one that's more focused on the the, the queer community in the in the subsection of of Latino uh, actors and actresses. You can you can do that. It doesn't have to all be captured in the one movie. Is all. Mm-hmm. And the Luca one was like. <laughs> Disney wasn't brave enough to fully commit to its first queer anime. It feels like it's a movie about they're, they're like twelve, aren't they? Yeah, they're like, fish. They're, like they're kids. Yeah, yeah, they're cho- they're children. It not that not that you can you just don't... have a platonic relationship that's just yeah. Too, there's going they're to be also a movie. fish, and they're fish. They're fish people. <laughs> it's they're fishy. Like, it's I saw look, look. A, I saw a Nerdist article where it said. Uh, Loki's bisexuality is going to be a big deal if they follow through with it. And I'm like, first of all, spoiler alert, Loki's fucking dead. So how are they going to follow through with his bisexuality? Secondly, I, I know I know what you're saying, and we're not going to get into that topic, Tim. I know what you're making that face for. We're not going to get into that topic. But it's still, secondly, like, they've already come out in an pretty much announced that he's gender fluid and that he is or, or that they're gender fluid sorry and that they 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 are bisexual like how much more do you need from a fucking action star action show action movie like th- and this th- is not to say this is not to say that th- there is not a need for additional representation i am thrilled yeah. about the fact that we have additional that we have a movie like in the heights that we have a uh, movie like Luca that that takes place in Italy that we have uh, that we have different uh, that we that we have every Disney movie now is just you know freaking uh, what what is it uh, Moana but set in a different country like I'm glad that we have that <laughs> as as our new template for for you know by the yeah. numbers representation but like but it's 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 as if you've presented you know media creators with a mountain and you're mad that they didn't scale it on their first day mm-hmm. is is the the sort of the the, mm-hmm. the the metaphor that I'm going to go with on this one, but like, it's just every, I don't know. It just, it can't be, it can't cover all the bases every time. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I do agree. And I'm welcome. Listen, if you have a differing opinion on this, uh, if you think I'm being callous or any sort of way, please Twitter at M That's M K A S Z N E L. Please let me know. I, I'm, I'm happy to discuss this further. Um, you know, and I do, I do very, you know, openly have the opinion of a, a cis white male. So it's yeah. very possible that I'm it's, overlooking something. It's, it's definitely but... easy for us to have this opinion mm-hmm. because we, we've been represented throughout all of history. Oh, it's, it's, it's very what? easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's easy for me to have this opinion. I also just think it's, I can easily see somebody who wants to make a piece of work. Like if Lin-Manuel Miranda is getting, getting chopped off at the knees for, for his work on this, then I can imagine somebody with a lot less clout than Lin-Manuel Miranda going, why, 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 why would I try? <laughs> like, why, why would I, why would I try to put myself out there like that? Yeah, it's almost like it has the opposite effect of like, okay, we're trying to do this thing. And instead of like being happy, not being happy, but saying like, yes, we're moving in the right direction. This is good. Mm -hmm. You say, 
fuck you, you didn't do it well enough, which just makes other people not want to fucking do it. Right. Right. And I think Richie's example of that Nerdist article on uh, the Loki series is is kind of the opposite problem, mm-hmm. is that they were leaning in that direction and it was going to be a component except that the nerd community in a significant portion of the nerd community is toxic as fuck Mm -hmm. when it comes to representation. So I think Loki is doing a great job so far without being like, I think it is fully represented the Wilson household as best as it possibly can. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm predicting it now. He's coming back. We're getting a wow. He's coming back and I guarantee it's going to be on a fucking jet ski. (laughs) <laughs> calling it he's gonna jump the shark himself yeah yes he is there you go and it's gonna be great well like i said if you want to if you want to hit me up on twitter if you see any more of my takes or hit me up about this particular one m Casnell. that's m-k-a-s-z-n-e-l what about you tim uh tim r hansen how about you rich at b underscore walnuts and you sean at hey it's sob uh, the podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitch by, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Did I say that already? I think I said that just a second ago, didn't I? No. I think I'm drunk. I don't know. I wasn't listening. I think I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, and if you want a question, uh, you want one of your questions answered on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, uh, to Tess Riley for editing our show, uh, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. Uh, you can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to his work at the free music archive all right it is time for plugs rich what's going on with podquest and uh your your streaming john uh check out podquest an nerdy talk show where we just talk about whatever big important or minor nerd things we can think of that week um also you can watch me play video games at twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts uh i try to stream pretty much uh monday through thursday and once or twice on the weekends Sean, you got this collection of frisbees that go like in the air and everything like that. Uh, where can people see you doing that? You can see me doing that at Ob Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it is Ob underscore Disc Golf. And Tim Manson, talk to us about our friends at the Person in Person Show. My boys, Greg and Gene, bringing you that new show for people who hate new shows by people who hate new shows. They got food crimes. They got the weird podcast shopping network for shit you don't need to buy and probably shouldn't buy some weird sport that you don't think exists they found it and they're going to tell you about the championship probably uh what else we got but science uh, honestly if you have a great sense of humor if you're over the age of five and don't mind some curse words and amazing and or horrible puns then this is the show for you person and person uh and you can find their program on every major podcasting platform uh i believe Definitely every Apple friday podcasts. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. Moo. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Moo. 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 It's the Doppler effect, though.